When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey, Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Have you ever gotten ice cream from the supermarket and you scoop it out, but it just doesn't have that ice cream parlor taste? Well, guess what? Did you know you can find real, unbelievably creamy ice cream at the grocery store? Yeah, that's right. Tillamook ice cream is made with more cream, so you get smooth, dreamy scoops each time. I'm not going to lie. The flavors are delicious and in family-sized cartons. I love their vanilla bean. Vanilla bean, to me, is the way that you judge anyone's ice cream, and their rich vanilla ice cream made with real crushed vanilla bean seeds is delicious or their organ strawberry. Oh, I love it. Sweet strawberry ice cream with ripe organ strawberry pieces. So, so good. Plus, you got to check out their mudside flavor. It's smooth chocolate ice cream with a ribbon of rich fudge and chocolatey chips. Oh, it's so good. I got to go get some ice cream right now. Plus, you know you're in good hands with Tillamook brand. They make over 200 different dairy products and the brand is farmer owned and led by dairy experts. Boy, oh boy. I love them all, and you're going to love them too. Whether it's birthday cake, peaches and cream, mint chocolate chip, banana split, or cookies and cream, there is a flavor for you. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. That's T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better, and that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes, think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words, eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you, found wherever candy is sold, and often in my pantry, because I love these. Yep, Edda, Vida and if you know what this means, then you're my love and you're not some old man in my wife's body. We saw a prelude to a kiss, so you know what that means. Now it's time for How did this go Gonna have a good time, celebrate some failure Not just be a hater, cause you know you wonder How did this go Let's wallow in the mediocrity of subpar art Perhaps we'll find the answer to the question How did this get made? Hello! People of Earth, it is me, Tall John Shear. Uh, excited to talk to you about this gem of a movie today. This is a Alec Baldwin 1992 Meg Ryan romance. I wouldn't say it's a romantic comedy, it's but it's a romance. And um, basically, it asks the question, what if you fell in love with the perfect girl only to have her switch bodies with an old man, but you don't know that until much later in the film. And uh, we're going to break it down for you all today. But first, let me introduce my co-host, Mr. Jason Manzoukas. Wow. Paul? Wow. <laughs> this, I am thrilled to be talking about this movie. I did not know this movie yep. existed. Mm -hmm. Or I mean, I'm sure I knew it existed as a VHS box in the video rental store, but I had never seen it. I did not read or look into it at all. So when at minute 42, at minute 42, this became a body swap movie, I lost my shit. I literally was on the edge of my couch. I put this movie on very late at night and I was like, I'm going to fall asleep. I'll have to get up really early to watch it. And I 
my mouth was just open, like a gate. Like, wait, what? Yeah. What? Because it's so bizarre. We'll get into how oh. it's bizarre, but uh, we have actually a very All special- the myriad ways it's bizarre. <laughs> we uh, actually have a, a podcast crossover, crossover event. Crossover event! That's right. Uh, June is away this week. Uh, she's off shooting uh, Grace and Frankie. So we decided we'd call up our buddies over at The Watch, which is uh, one of my favorite uh, podcasts. Uh, so please welcome Andy Greenwald. And Chris Ryan, welcome to How Did This Get Made? Wow, we are honored to be here. Thank you for having us, guys. We are so excited and... Okay. So, so, so calm. Well, Both we switched souls before we Really, by the way. <laughs> I've been kissing everyone in, I've seen since last night. In true Chris Ryan fashion, it would be Andy Greenwood <laughs> and Chris Ryan. But I'm so now. I have the body of you a 42-year-old Jewish <laughs> This. Oh, we swap with each other. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wasn't in on the bit. Guys, I, I, when I first told you what the movie was, you both had seen it or yeah. you're just one of you had seen it? I'm proud to say I saw this movie in the theater. Yeah, I think I did too. In 1992. Wow. Such a reflection of 15-year-old me. Right, well, that's it. appeared thoughtful. I don't know. It it wrestled with the major questions of the world, which, by the way, movies don't do anymore, such as what happens if you marry an 80-year-old man, right? (laughs) Uh, And it also, for me, it also answers a very important question. Like, if you show up at a wedding, can you request a kiss from the bride and be given it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look. You you set the the terms (laughs) of your surrender. I'm like into this as a matchmaking scheme for myself. I think I saw it in 92 because even at that time, I was a completist when it came to socioeconomic portraits of Jamaica. (laughs) Yes. It was like that and belly. Club you know. Yeah, I just really wanted to get the full picture. It, it is another twist of the movie that I'm sure we'll get to that at minute 58, he's like, take me to the plantation house. Oh, yeah. I mean, this movie has so many shocking oh. reveals. And and the, the one that I was most uh, excited by was seeing uh, a Stanley fully, Tucci with hair? Yes. A fully Stanley <laughs> yeah. Tucci was with that hair. It? That was what I was going to ah, say. That's amazing. And, and he had pecs, too. His shirt is open. He's like... Oh, rocking ra- uh, shredded Tooch with with hair. Yes, raise your yeah. hand if you Googled Stanley Tucci age, because oh. he is like a Piven where he actually looked older yes. when yes. he was younger. Yes, yeah. I mean, I agree. I also had to look up how old was Meg Ryan. Me in this too, movie too, because I was like, where are they at right now as these young people? Well, like, Meg Ryan at this point is a huge star yeah. because apparently. Uh, this is a play, and you can tell it's a play because <laughs> yeah. the dialogue is, we'll play some of it, is oh my bonkers. Yeah. I mean, it's the movie equivalent of people who are like, oh, I don't own a TV. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this conversation they have about Freud, it's uh, so The conversation please. about like not wanting to bring a kid into this world. Oh. Yeah. You know, I was like, that's basically, by the way, I saw that play, it was called Lungs in the West End in London six months ago. Right. Yeah. Same exact play, like rapturously received about a, a young couple in an Kia being like, is it responsible for us to bring children into this world? And I was like, fuck you! <laughs> I was doing this shit in the first Clinton administration, baby! God damn it, Baldwin and Meg Ryan have this shit covered! They got it. But the apparently- answer is swap bodies with an old man. But, but, but then the old man asks you to put a baby inside of his old oh, belly. Right? Yeah. Guys, like, that was there. That I mean, was intense. Well, their kiss was electric. <laughs> I want to work. I want to work our way up to the the reveal because I have so many things to say. Which is this movie is unnerving from moment one because you don't know what you're watching. Tonally, it's weird. We open up with like Alec Baldwin on a roof. 
he seems very somber. Mm. We don't know why. He goes down to the most square party oh. of all time. Everyone's in oh. suits and sweaters. Yeah. It's like but a, it's a 90s party. It's a dance party. They're dancing to Roxy music. Yes. Oh, and Divinals. I touch <laughs> like, myself. What and is happening? People are sweating oh. their balls off. Dude. It is like the whitest of <laughs> white has people. has his shirt open. Yes. yes. So I, and I, his tie still on. Is yeah. the implication that everybody is just coked out of their mind? That's like what I wrote it, yes. down. I was like, because it felt like there's like. there some energy there. It was like, it it was like we're gonna have a dance party. It, it, it didn't feel like yeah. it was a dance party to start off with. It felt like we're doing it. We're having it now. And <laughs> yeah, I agree. I felt like the direction had that everyone had been given was you've just done all the coke. Yeah, yeah. everybody seemed sweaty and teeth grinding. And and the and the lights are on all and bright. On. Oh yeah. <laughs> also, there is a really interesting sliding doors plot opportunity miss where the hosts of the party, the Sokols, the Sokols. Yeah. Which, yeah. By the way, yeah. <laughs> that's a name that drew a chuckle. <laughs> On Broadway in 1990. Oh, yeah. A million percent. How do you know the Sokols? The Sokols are in the corner, clearly enacting the key party they hope to have. Yeah. Oh, funny. The Sokols like, are just deep Frenching on the radiator. Oh. No one got that memo. I, by the way, that's what is upsetting about this movie. The kissing. Too much Ooh, extreme close-up of kissing, especially at the end. Like, I'm just, I'm like, oh, what's going on oh, here? Yeah. <laughs> I don't there's not there's there's a lot of talk about sex but the only real like physical is mouth to mouth kissing. yeah 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 it's like, and it's a lot of like there's such a big and listen it's called a prelude to a kiss kissing is so much a part sure. of it the transactional magical element mm. is this kiss between Meg Ryan and this oh. old man <laughs> where, <laughs> where their bodies swap where their souls swap souls, yeah um, but like the whole build up I really did enjoy the build the initial build up of it was such a New York it's a movie. This is a movie that would never get made right now. Oh, God, the God, idea no. that that would be forty minutes of setup. Yeah, forty minutes of setup, well, but nothing happens. But in the this movie. is a play. That's what it's it feels like. It charitably. I mean, that's the thing. Like usually, when a play is successful and Hollywood mistakenly thinks it would be a good movie, they let the person who wrote the play do the screenplay. Yes. They give them some money and then they go away and then yeah. they either ruin it and or change like, it. And they're like, here's how we improve August Osage County. <laughs> right, <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> it's, and Slam it's an dunk. animated Fences talking done. parrot. Nailed it. But in this one, they were like, Craig, we love the play. No notes. <laughs> you know your yeah. buddy who directed the play. Let's give him a yeah. camera. How and, different yeah. could it be? And the guy the, from Hunt for October is looking for something to do. <laughs> but, but by the way, um, the crazy thing about this was it was originally going to star Alec Baldwin and Mary Louise Parker because they did it on stage together. Oh. And speaking oh, to wow. Meg Ryan's success, the studio was like, great. But let's just recast uh, Mary Louise Parker and, and put Meg still Ryan. Still give Baldwin top billing. Yeah. Yes. Which was fascinating yeah. wow. for 1992. Yeah. So he. Wait, where's Baldwin at this point? Baldwin is, I mean, this like, is... He's on the come up. He's on yeah. the Oh, for sure. For sure. He's done Hunt for is it, This is I, after Hunt, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's this after... Is after Hunt, and it's after he's been like, and now I'm done doing Jack Ryan. He's on Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. He, he definitely has the most screen time, so I feel like that's also the reason why, because like Meg Ryan does disappear <laughs> for oh, at a, a certain chunk. point, yes. I wrote in my notes... <laughs> Is Meg Ryan never coming back? <laughs> is this now just a romantic movie yeah. about Alec Baldwin and an elderly gentleman? First of all, it would have been interesting. Second of all, yes, here's some lessons that we can apply today because I imagine your podcast attracts a lot of like people who want to make movies sure. or make screen, you know, write screenplays. And I think the lesson is whenever you can make an introspective, thoughtful story about marginalized groups, be they young women who aren't sure what to do with their lives or elderly men, be sure to focus it on Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. Put all of
all of the yeah. thoughts filtered through yeah, his because, mind and because face. everybody in the, the, for, as a window character as a character that everybody can get on board for he's a guy that makes that is the the, the manager of a microfiche department oh and even which smaller everybody than, can get yes. on board for a he, successful microfiche company for scientific he's publications he's got a secretary uh, as I pointed out I, well, I was just obsessed with but the yet fact. he shares an office yes with Tucci but has <laughs> an assistant I love how this had to, that still like post working girl baby boom vibe mm -hmm. of like every office is the same. No matter yes. what they do, yeah. it's like, oh, I've got a secretary. I'm wearing a double breasted suit. And it's like, what do you do? Nothing I don't but know. Phone, nothing yeah. but phones going off in the background, just like tons of phones. Yeah. It's just like they read Bonfire of the Vanities and they were like, that's business. <laughs> but, that, but that's also what I feel like makes this thing like, feel like a play because it's like, what do you do? Here's the most niche weird. It's like, it's right. like, you know, it's yeah. like businessman. It's like, he makes makes microfiche for scientific things, but smaller than, I guess it's smaller than regular fiche. So it's microfiche. Yes. Well, you know what microfiche is. Like when you go to the library yeah, and you zoom but, through. But he was like even saying like his job is even smaller oh, yeah. than yeah. that. Like he was like, you know what that is. Yeah, yeah. I do the smaller version of it. <laughs> and then his, then like, I mean, it's a joke, but he can't even say what he does when he's meeting the parents. Like he no. messes it up. Like it was almost an improv. Do, do you guys, do you guys do digressions on this podcast? Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. I yeah, just, just, just want to check in. Please indulge. <laughs> if you will. Please indulge, you Andy. Can, guys in the booth, you can edit this out. <laughs> the thing is, it's Don't so, tell them what, don't acknowledge the people in the booth. <laughs> they're working on their scientific These are nobodies. These yeah, are nobodies. <laughs> don't even look at these jokers. The thing about this movie is that it appears, and again, I wasn't there on Broadway to see Craig Lucas's original acclaimed production of his own work, but it seems to have a slavish devotion to the original text. Yes. Yes. And yet there's also the whisper of a suggestion that there was a lot on the cutting room floor. And exhibit <laughs> A is that during the scene where we see the inside of Alec Baldwin's office, he cuts to Stanley Tucci. Yes. And Stanley Tucci doesn't speak, but his desk is yes. littered let's, with business. You, let's talk you know, about what with it is. Romo fizz. Yes. With, and like with he's cold medication. An original glass bottle of Gatorade, which is like he, the one oh that Keith gosh, Jackson yeah. gave the University of Florida. It, it, like, there's a like, story there's a going on no, on Tucci's desk. In that Ill. scene, they've just had sex. Meg Ryan and Alec Baldwin, it cuts from their sex scene, their first right. sex scene, to this. And Baldwin walks into the office all happy. Jazzy. He gets all the way to the, his office where he's, Tucci is there looking bedraggled. Yes. <laughs> bedraggled with like cold and sinus medication yeah. and stuff all over his desk. No lines of dialogue in this scene. Zero lines. And, and then if it I may, cuts. Yeah. Cuts away. Tucci begins the film clearly macking on Meg Ryan. Well, oh, yeah. shirt is off. And then he's like, here's my heterosexual alpha friend. Take this woman. Yes. And then at the end of the movie, it's alleged that he's never once had sexual relations it, with a woman. That, <laughs> that's what it is. Is he a virgin? What's going on here? Stanley Tucci appears to be 62 years old and a virgin <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> I don't know hair. what's going on. But uh, I, what I, I'm going to tell you what I think is happening in that office scene. And I think it's bad... Um, like movie timing because they have that big crazy party they're all drunk mm -hmm. but then Alec Baldwin says the party where do you work and she, he's like she's like I work at that bar he's like on Saturdays so then we know right. that he's alright so let's say that party was on Friday right. he goes to the bar on Saturday so then they have sex Saturday night so then he goes into work on Monday so Tucci's been doing coke since Friday yeah. that's it I think yeah. that's what they're the kind of the story of the movie is that Tucci's had like a, a fucking absolute banger yeah. of a weekend yes. by the way I, 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 Tucci I, I, by the way that's this movie might exist 
in the other side of the day trippers. <laughs> this movie might perfectly uh, yes. intersect with Greg Matola's yeah. day trippers, wherein Stanley Tucci is off partying, and at this party where he's with Meg His Ryan and Alec life. Baldwin, yeah. Hope, uh, who is it, Hope Davis and yes. uh, Anne Mara are looking yeah. for him, and Liev are all looking for him in a station wagon. By the way, we were asking before where Baldwin was, and it's in weird time, because I'm looking at his like IMDb right now. So he does Hunt for Red October in 90. Right. right? Then he does Miami Blues, interesting, Great cool movie. movie. Charles Williford adaptation. Oh, really? Oh, look at that. So uh, then he goes. We know you love authors. <laughs> you love books. How did this get written? Oh. Chill out, Craig Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> so then he, do, then he does Alice, a Woody Allen movie. So this is like, those three are like, oh, wow, okay. And then he goes, Marrying Man. Uh, Prelude to a Kiss. Oof. Glenn Gary gets in there. So that definitely is a, a stronghold. And then it's Malice. Uh, the Getaway, which was not uh, good. The Shadow. Terror, uh, we did that. Yeah. Uh, the Juror. Uh, movie called Heaven's Prisoners. Yeah, that's a Bayou Detective show. I hate show to tell you, movie. it's a James yeah. Lee Burke adaptation. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, thank God we got the book bros And here. there is a ton of humping in Heaven's Prisoners. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. But this is a crazy, I mean, it's like, he doesn't really, like, this is, is the that, moment. Is that the review you wrote? <laughs> I think, like, 93CR uh, was, like, earmarked that one. <laughs> humping. Yeah. In the, you had, like, a little code <laughs> in every, at the beginning of every book. I had, like, a Dewey Decimal System, and it was just, what? like. I think as a kid, I kept, like, sexy scenes on a VHS <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Like not that even you porn. Would, that you would transfer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you would tape that? Uh, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, because I wasn't able to get my hands on anything more hardcore. And Do you remember be, what any of them were? No, but like a scene like that yeah. would be on there. There were some like, sex scenes in yeah. Excalibur where I was just like, yeah. need to remember that. Even though it's Arthurian, it still applies. There, there oh, period, period boobs are still pretty great. <laughs> yeah. There was a cable channel in Philadelphia called Prism that was like okay. the attempt yeah. to be HBO. And the thing about Prism is like, sure, they showed Flyers hockey games, but right. every so often at like 3 p.m. if you were homesick, they would show Blame It on Rio. Oh, which weird. is a classic yeah. of the yeah. genre. Yeah. Not sure. a 3 p.m. movie. No, but would, that's shocking. For a young book bro. Oh, well, oh my <laughs> for God. A young book well, bro. hey, let's talk about <laughs> who's, books. Who's just Clash trying the... to take out Lady Chatterley's lover from the uh, <laughs> public library? Clash of the Titans also is yeah. a movie that yes. it was like, it was like, well, this is like almost schoolwork, right? And it's got uh, naked ladies in it. But <laughs> Heaven's Prisoners, all those Baldwin movies around that early 90s is just like in the post-basic instinct book yes. zone. Yeah. yeah. What, <laughs> where <laughs> everybody wanted to be Estrada. What, yeah. What's amazing about that run you just named on IMDb, it is the very rarely seen one for them, six for me, <laughs> right? four for them, I guess. Yeah, yeah. because right. even Glengarry Glen Ross is not like a, a big like hit. It's like that's an indie movie yeah. or, you know, it's like. Oh, and he's also, Baldwin's a tiny part of it. Yeah. He's, he's, one he's, yeah. You know, yeah. that's, and it's a unique scene written for the movie. Who, who wrote it, Jason? Who? Uh, the uh, the uh, book, the book man. Some nerd. Book, book nerd. Bookmer Davy <laughs> Mamet. <laughs> um, what I also want to talk about is like the way that they do show sex in this movie like when they seemingly show Alec Baldwin like post-coital like he's oh, like oh I've been waiting great. I, got, I got a lot of notes on this <laughs> and, and then they do an overhead shot she's obviously fully clothed and he is we're, we're you know as a hairy chest brother we're seeing that hairy chest out there uh, but then they're surrounded by food like this Doritos like, and peanut butter. Uh, Doritos? No. Okay, I'll, raisins? I'll do the one. That Doritos package was amazing. Yeah, yeah Fruit Loops, dry them with milk. Doritos, raisins, peanut butter. Yeah. Like, and they're also is, on the floor. Yeah. Yes, and no, nothing beneath That the, also to me was like, oh, this is movies. Movies, like this reminded, this made me nostalgic from a time, for a time when I believed successful sexual relations with a woman. You guys talked about this with reindeer games. It's like, yeah. how hard do you have to floor. fuck that you just stay on the floor? Yes. <laughs> I, I 
can't get up. No, get out. This is where I want to be. <laughs> Can I say also that, yes, when you go to the movie theater at 15, you're questing. You're looking for things. Oh, you yeah. want to learn about life. You want to learn about kissing old men. You Absolutely. want to learn about sex, perhaps. <laughs> what this movie taught me, and I it stayed with me, was just the sheer bear pelt level of body hair. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was oh, yeah. And was awaiting some of us as we traversed puberty. Like, yeah, if, you don't know. You oh, don't know no. what you're going to get. And this time, years later, watching it, having not grown in, to the forest of Nottingham that sure, he was. Yeah. What I thought of first and foremost was that <laughs> that video that was going around on the internet of the hawk's head while the body was moving, but the hawk's head stays exactly still. That's what Baldwin's head looks like with this like <laughs> hawk animal yeah. body beneath him. Well, the head are, is pivoting well, on I remember there are some moments where I feel like someone like tamped it down and then there's sometimes yes, there's a little bit more it. wild yeah. yes because like when he's in Jamaica it's definitely more quaffed yes. uh, well, it's more it's yes. yeah. <laughs> those scenes confuse me because I was like oh am I watching a scene about an Armenian man <laughs> and if so that changes how I feel about the yeah. movie um, and that's a, that's coming from a Greek by the way so I, these are shots yeah that is an Armenian bird <laughs> Um, there is, oh, there, and there's some like weird things that come around in this movie about sex too. At one point, like, oh, the blowjobs with Tucci. Yes. Oh, the okay. speech where he and Tucci talk and where he's like, you know, have you ever had that feeling? I, it, I, I, can I, can I play you it? Play it this is, this is, this uh, is a banana scene. Yeah, this is pretty great. Uh, here we go. This is sort of a bizarre question, but have you ever been having sex with somebody No. Nope. and they're doing everything right? More or less. Oh, yeah, sex. I remember. And you just get the feeling that something is wrong. I mean, they pretty much stop doing some of the things they used to do and only do certain things now, more traditional sorts of things. Low jobs, you mean? <laughs> no, I'm not talking about anything specific. No one likes to do that. Well, that happens not to be strictly the case, but... No, no, I'm just telling you. No woman ever enjoyed doing that. Like, what is Tucci's on. story? What's Tucci's plot? <laughs> you haven't had sex, but you know all about it. Why? That's I'm the most enigmatic know. line I've ever heard. Yeah. You've never had sex. Wait, what? Get out of that scene. We're done. We don't yeah. need to explore yeah. that anymore. Also, the movie in general has a very notional relationship with darkness. Because this is preceded by a scene with, with Meg Ryan where she's like, tell me your darkest fantasy. And he's like, walk across a room and seduce me? Yeah. Unzip, unzip me. Unzip my pants unzip with your mouth. He said, yes. unzip me. He yeah. even said me. Like, what? Wearing everything. But that's, but that's <laughs> what this Dorito dust? That's what, what is, this movie is about. Who are we really? The external doesn't matter. He's saying, well, unzip right. my skin suit and reveal the old <laughs> man beneath? But, I mean, there's also, I mean, oh, there's so many things. But the one thing I want to just call out is when she's talking about meeting her parents for the first time, mm -hmm. she's like, oh, I told me I have good sex oh, life yeah. and that you use protection. And then the scene goes on and he just goes, <laughs> protection. <laughs> yeah. Like, like yes. that, was, that was the biggest as if that's As if she's hilarious yeah. for suggesting <laughs> that, that he would be prepared. Is no. that what you think that is? Yeah. That's lamb, <laughs> lambskin, my sister. I was like, lambskin. that was a crazy... That wasn't Joy. protection. Those were Fruit Loops. <laughs> oh my god! Those were raisins, my girl. <laughs> when they do, when they do meet the parents, uh, uh, are we doing a separate pod about that scene? Because I've budgeted time. For yeah, oh, yeah. Well, dig I, in. so dig in, bro. Yes, chronologically, yes. like there is, there is some stuff we have to address yes, with their please. initial meeting at, at the tin oh, house. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. And this is what the cool, first. What a cool bar that first is. First thing when Andy and I were talking oh, yeah. about this movie together, after I was like, uh, after he asked me how to watch it, 
Uh, <laughs> I, know, was, I apologize. It took me a while. It too. took me a little while. Chris, like, uh, yeah. It's a veil under under darkness of night with Arabic subtitles. Yes. If you know where to look. <laughs> I had to sign up for a seven day free trial to stars. We should send each oh, other text yes. messages. Yeah. <laughs> I watched it. It was on demand on DirecTV. Okay. Oh, okay. Wow. I learned. I've been paying for stars. <laughs> so we all learned. Huge. We. Huge. Uh, but Andy and I were just we're texting about this last night. You're part of the one percent, man. <laughs> You've just, been, you, you, you're you paying for subscription to services you don't even know. I just love content. <laughs> In 92, it was still like, you know, product placement was pretty, like, it was it was not very common. So right. if a brand showed up in a story, it was usually yes. for a reason. And even though we've been talking we've been talking about this a lot, I still don't understand the Molson bit in this movie. So in in the bar that yes. Alec Baldwin goes to visit Meg Ryan in the bar she works at. Can I talk about that bar too? Please. It's, it's um, a folk club that looks like it's in an old Italian restaurant, but yet a punk is at. Like, yes. it's yep. like, it, it seems like no one, like, it's like. And in the background in one scene, like, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel does a <laughs> Yes. Like, it it, it kind of has, well like, a, be. a Scorsese after hours feel. Yes. But, like, with, like, we couldn't get any of those actors. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so, yeah, so go and ahead. And he walks in, and, and she's unloading, she's, like, doing, her bar back is, like, unloading a bunch of stuff. By the way, and, she's acting as her own bar back, yeah. which I thought was really cool. Yeah, I thought that was. And, also, she has a nicer apartment based on her bartending salary yeah. than he does. Yes. He spent as, all his money on a trench coat. As the, <laughs> as the manager. <laughs> and, like, and blouse, he wears he moves clothes. In with her. His shirts are, and well, he moves in with her. Yeah. paying chicks to undress him with their teeth. So it's <laughs> like, that's yeah, a. Fair. When you first see him in the movie, his shirt I thought was dirty. I was like, oh, is this going to be like a flashback? Like, yeah. how did your shirt get so dirty? I was nope. like, nope, that was just the fashion. Yeah. The it, it made me so happy. It had a Parker Lewis vibe to it. it. it yeah. yeah, to see Baldwin, young Baldwin, dressed mm -hmm. in hipster clothes. Mm. Yeah. Like, not dressed for period, not dressed right. to be a man, to be young and hip yes. in the early 90s. He's dressed like Chandler Bing. It's like <laughs> nuts. So they go into this bar. He, he goes to visit her. And she is very, very clearly unpacking a case of Molson. Yes. Molson is a Canadian lager, I believe. Sure. I, I've had it before. It's, it's available sometimes it's, right. in America. It's super okay. It's not the beer of right. Chicago, where yes. this movie purports to be set. I'm 42. I can safely say I have never, ever, ever heard anyone say, do you want a Molson? <laughs> yeah, so never, much so. Do you guys have a Molson, even though it was obvious that there is a case of Molson in front so of you? I've never so, seen yeah. anyone. I'm going to go on record and say I don't think I've ever seen anyone drink a Molson. That, I, when, when, when it was said in the movie, I'll do you have a Molson or I'll take a Molson or whatever he says? I, it, it might as well have been as if someone said, oh, are you flying today? And you were like, yes, I'm flying on Pan Am. <laughs> like, it felt like yeah. a reference to a yeah. long dead product or or company yeah. or something. Like, is Molson still a beer? But I yes, assume. It is. Here's, here's the thing. I did some more consideration of this, and I want to blow your mind a little bit further. Yeah, because, please. yes, Molson is a thing. She has a case of Molson. She offers him a Molson. In her Later, apartment. old man Meg Ryan is oh, like, yeah. I've poured you a frosty Molson fresh yes. from, I want to say, Winnipeg. Yep. Um, but there's a second thing here that I, a second <laughs> thread that if you pull it, I, there's no telling how high this goes. <laughs> Underneath the case of Molson in the bar is a case of Kirin Lager, a Japanese beer. Interesting. Oh. When they go to her parents' house, which we will be covering on next week's podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And she suggests morning beers all around, which yeah. was weird. The parents <laughs> drink 
exclusively Kieran Lawler. As most people, Whoa. most retirees who live in suburban Chicago so, live. Well, this is the 90s. Before craft beer, this is when everything yeah. was imports. It, right. It's true. Heineken. The question Grolsch. is, did beer big distributor pay for this movie? That's what I'm kind of wondering. Because it's be, yeah. not just Molson. Gotta be some big... It, 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 how deep does this go? Well, this is when I thought when there was the scene with the Fruit Loops and the Doritos and so forth. Yeah. I was like, are these all the same parent companies? Yes. Are all these items inclusive of these beers? I, Perhaps owned by the same conglomerate? I, I watched this after the Super Bowl and I was like, Procter and Gamble, guess who did it first? <laughs> Prelude <laughs> to a kiss. Yeah. Well, because I mean, look, I think the reason why they had to pick something very specific plot wise is they. Need her, they need her not to be able to drink it later, sure. right? Like, they need to be able to say, right. like, Molson, but do her. She does do doers. Yeah. Uh, but, but why not a, Why not Heineken? It's right. Dutch. Like, the language <laughs> they speak. Maybe it's I'm, the, just, it, I'm just giving scripture but do you, here. But do you feel like it's, like, the playwright going, like, I drink Molson. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe sure. get or <laughs> met yeah, a girl once who was like, I'll have a Molson or whatever, like in Canada. And was like, that's a great bit. I'm yeah. going to use that. Because color. also, like, yeah. never changing Molson. It's this in my moleskin. A, you know, like, I really, like. It's just a weird, like, generally I'm pro specificity, but this movie is so exactingly focused on the beer they're drinking, but so blase and vague about everything else yeah, they it's do just, talk about and think and about. The, and Molson has no, like, value. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, right. it gives us nothing well, except our, questions. Our Canadian listenership. Oh, <laughs> here's the thing. I'm happy to put Canada on blast. No, they I have know. done they repeatedly. Know. We will be in Canada, Vancouver. I don't we care will be in for Vancouver. you. They're going to throw Molson at you, yeah. Guess who's? Guess what, Canada? If you want to, if you want, if you want to talk to me about this, show up at our Vancouver show <laughs> in late February. I've got notes. I love traveling. I love traveling with my family. And one of the best things about traveling with my family is finding a perfect house. You know, one of those places where you feel like you are at home. And I did find that actually when I was on my last trip. That's right, the whole family and I went to upstate New York and we had an amazing time. Now I'm gonna tell you, the entire time we were away, and it was about 10 days, we could have been hosting our place on Airbnb. You know, it's a great way to make a couple extra bucks and it's easy to host with Airbnb because when you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Every memorable gift starts with a story, right? And Jefferson's Ocean Bourbon and Rye Whiskeys are aged at sea where they are transformed by the unpredictable and unrelenting elements. You'll taste the journey in every sip darkened. By the pounding waves, kissed by the ocean air, caramelized by the equatorial heat. Give the gift of adventure. Give Jefferson's Ocean Bourbon and Jefferson's Ocean Bourbon Rye. Please sip responsibly. Copyright 2023. Jefferson's Bourbon Company, Crestwood, Kentucky. When you want to keep your home and family safe, look no further than Simply Safe. Simply Safe has been named in U.S. News and World Report's best home security system for five 
years running and ranked the best customer service in home security by Newsweek. They offer advanced home security and 24-7 monitoring with low upfront costs and monitoring plans for less than $1 a day. With 24-7 live guard protection, Simply Safe's agents can act on an alarm within five seconds of receiving the alarm signal, deterring intruders and dispatching the police because in a crisis, every moment counts. Simply Safe is advanced home security that puts you First, Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get an exclusive 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com/bonkers. That's simplysafe.com/bonkers. There's no safe like Simply Safe. But here's the thing. The movie is weird with every product it has yes. because when they visit the parents, the mom is carrying a bowl of potato chips yeah. and and never puts it down. Outside, she's like, I got to take these outside. Yeah. She, like, they live in a really nice house that you obviously would yeah. have had a table. She could have been like, I'm going to put this bowl of chips down. Yeah. Then carries them to the couch, mm. holds them while talking to Alec Baldwin, and it's just like, like no one ever has any chips. Like a they baby. Just, it's like, what's, why? And, 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 that mother... Is also yeah. the wedding photographer. <laughs> Patty right. Duke. What? Yeah. She's taking the pictures That's of true. them on the balcony on the second floor. She's not in that picture because yeah. she's taking it. They're quite well off. They seemingly their daughter away to London on a moment's notice. But yes. are they on the? Don't they have like a lakefront lake view? Yeah, yeah. Yes. gorgeous. Yeah. It's again, it, and I'm, I'm sorry to steer this towards trying to make excuses or plausibility here, but I, I do think the mom carrying an econo-sized bowl of chips throughout a scene slays on Broadway because you're constantly watching it and you're like, how funny. She hasn't put it down. She's got business. But if you only cut to her once every eight lines in coverage, it's just bizarre. Yeah. And I will say, just if you are listening and you have not seen this movie, so far, nothing weird has happened. That's right. This is just I a romantic part. 24 yes. minutes in, 24 minutes yeah. in, I said, what is this movie about? What is the plot? How, right. how much? It would be 20 more minutes later until the face, the, the body swap Because happens. if you have younger listeners, like, I do we think don't. it's worth, I figured not, I was being There's nice. no young people. <laughs> and if you're young and you're listening, unsubscribe right now. Get back to Canada. You get out of here. Go back to TikTok. <laughs> They're all just drinking Molson on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Spit taking. It's this inanity. I just, like, it's worth explaining to people if we can, what percentage of films released between 1989 and 1994 were just people talking. Yeah, and yeah. also, but also- right. We paid happily for it. There oh. were tons of rom-coms oh. around this time with stuff like this. I can't remember that. I think it was called Only You, but there's like this Robert Downey Jr. Oh, Only You. Oh, yeah. Tomei movie where it's like- Is that the he, heaven one? He, uh, oh. No, that's the one where he puts the bat, like the slipper on her. Yes, okay, and it's yeah. essentially Cinderella, oh, yes. but like he lies about who he is for like the whole movie and then she gets mad and then it's over. But, but like- it's like that was like a, that was full Remember on like when you a could genre. Still fall in love by lying to someone yeah. for the whole movie. <laughs> Steve Gutenberg's "Don't Tell Her It's Me," where yeah. he pretends to be like an Australian motorcycle guy, but he's also like a nerdy accountant. But yeah. today's woke culture yeah. doesn't let us <laughs> doesn't let us outright lie to women yeah. for the entirety of our dating period. Unreal cancel culture eliminated identity theft. But I mean, in all these. Rom-coms. I just was looking at like Meg Ryan last night. I was like, oh, Meg Ryan is in a lot of these like. Kate and Leopold, French Kiss. French like, Kiss. You know, it's like they're like all these movies that just are they seem like, oh, that's a romantic. He's comedy. a basketball ref yeah. and she's a bookstore owner. Oh, yeah. Oh <laughs> gosh. So crazy. It's this I mean, it, and this is 92, so you're thinking this is a year that Batman Returns comes out, Lethal Weapon 3, Sister Act, uh, also the year that Lawnmower Man, Sleepwalkers, or Stop or My Mom Will Shoot comes out. Um 
But it's like, but there's this was like this was the movie like we were talking about this before. Like there's the sexy movies like the Sliver, yeah, Basic Instinct. There's that, mm-hmm. but then this was a giant part of the '90s. Yes. Oh yeah, but like also these adult kind of. Um, not romantic comedies because this movie is not leaning into comedy at all. But it's this isn't Romance. this also isn't Frankie and Johnny. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, this also yeah. is based on a play. It's you know what I mean? It's somewhere not between Frankie and Johnny and vice versa. Like yeah. the best yeah. version of it is like maybe like Notting Hill, but then there's a but this mil- got yeah. magic. Like this, right. this shit's yeah. got magic yeah. in it, which is weird. It's weird because there is like a moment where it feels like, you're right, it takes so long to set up and it takes so long for the body switch to happen. But when it does and when you get out there and you, when Kathy Bates shows up in this movie with like your eyes now, you're like, oh, this is like when Bardem shows up in Skyfall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bates is here. By the way, Bates she, is in the movie. She shoots this movie the day after she wins an Academy Award for Misery. Right. Literally the day oh, wow. after. So you're just like, wow, this business, yeah, guys, you're so this business will humble you. What can I say? And she you has know? like three lines in the movie. Also, oh, yeah. All the lines are with the number one oh, that guy of the yes. night oh, if you just shot did, in Chicago we just did a movie with him he is contractually yes, obligated we, to be in what it. movie did I, we do last week um Oh God! Well, holy matrimony. Holy he matrimony. is the fair there's a, there's only runner in. in um, he's the fair runner in. He's in everything. Uh, he's in the future. In um, yeah, of course. In holy matrimony. Yeah. yeah. The guy who plays Molly Ringwald's it, 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 dad in Breakfast Club is also a cop in the future. There's like three actors in the yeah. history of Chicago. Oh, well, that's. Um, Oh wow, that guy's that guy's name just jumped straight out of my. I watched that. Um, he's like in every Andrew Davis movie. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, that, oh, man. this guy's the guy we're talking about right now is Richard Nick, Ryle. Yeah. Or yes. yeah. Who that's has been, guy. yeah. Uh, that's the guy in this movie. This is the guy who's painting the house, who even in, in his like two lines is like, oh, I want to spend more time yeah. with this guy. I like him in his shorts also, painting a house. Yeah. What so let's let's talk about the elephant in the room, which is the 42-minute introduction of an old man yes. played by Sidney Baker, who fit the bill. Totally. By the way, an old man, to be, well cast. Supposed to be Alec Guinness dropped out right before he started shooting. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Right? He's like, which would have been interesting, but yet, but it is odd. Is it because he didn't want to kiss Baldwin? <laughs> he saw, they he saw some dailies of that hairy chest. They did a chemistry <laughs> test. They did a chemistry test and he was like, I'm not feeling it. The studio was like, no. But this yeah. is my issue. Like, so this guy, the older guy, like when you do this switch, I think my big core problem with this movie is the body switch isn't fun because like even if you go in the most basic body switch yeah. movie like vice versa or like the one with Dudley Moore and Kirk Cameron like these old yeah. school ones mm-hmm. like both actors seeming like they have a, they're having a lot of fun like embodying the other and and I don't think that Meg I, I love Meg Ryan I don't think that she's doing a great job embodying well, well, everybody we also seems don't like get they're to know him. Yeah, everybody yeah. seems like they're in jail. They're in soul jail. Yeah. They're like, oh, God, this sucks. <laughs> it, well, the, it, it goes to the point that the movie goes out of its way to answer a question literally no one was asking, which Wait. is 42 minutes into the movie. It's not just people weren't saying, boy, you know what this movie needs is some body switching or Baldwin <laughs> Frenching an old man. Yeah. That's not even it. it. No one is watching this movie saying, gosh, I, I wonder if they're committed to this or if she would rather be an old man close to death. None of that is on the table. They're just no. talking blowjobs yeah. and Doritos. And, also, and all like, of a sudden. The, the old man's life, we get no peek into. He's sitting on a chair. So so we don't understand the stakes. We don't understand the why. You know, we the don't first understand. time you see him, he's like, it seems almost super, yeah, it seems supernatural. Like he's like, 
must get up, go to a wedding, like yeah, Terminator seems style. Like like, there's a story at play there, and he, there isn't. He even gets on the train. He doesn't even have a destination. He just hears somebody else say Forest Hills. And he's like, Forest Hills. Great idea. And and the bummer for it is like a body swap movie. Like, really, I'm trying to think. Can you guys name a body swap movie that is not comedy? Uh, face Off. <laughs> I, I said that is <laughs> oh, oh, so sorry I stopped listening um, no you know what I mean like like no it's, the, the idea of a body swap is that there is com- there's comedy to yes. be derived from that now yeah but because we don't know who he was so we don't understand where Meg Ryan goes it's it seems almost kind of like nefarious the honestly, character yeah. we're following the Meg Ryan character one of the only two leads of the movie the only two people who've talked for 42 minutes are Meg Ryan and Alec Baldwin she disappears you know what this comes close to the movie that we did with David Duchovny where his wife swapped oh, with secret. his daughter. Yeah. The secret. Which, I that's mean. A, that's a real movie. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Whoa. That's a body swap yeah. movie that is not funny. So and basically, the, the wife and the daughter get into a no. car accident. The daughter, uh, the the mother, daughter lives. The wife dies. Yes. Her but, consciousness goes into the daughter's body. And then Ooh. Duchovny wants to fuck. No. His, the daughter keeps wanting to oh, fuck Duchovny. Right. The wife Obviously. in the daughter's body. Yeah. Yeah. The wife's consciousness in the daughter's body keeps coming onto him and being upset set that he won't reciprocate and he's keeps being like you look like my daughter yeah like that's an impediment yeah. right? <laughs> for, for, a, for a stone cold fox like Duchovny oh yeah exactly I, I, who exactly. also is in the same uh Alec Baldwin era of like I yeah. mean they share a lot of similarities can, can I also just say like in the spirit of wishing this had been better yeah um there's something here that could have been interesting right where the older man gets a second chance at life in the body of a young woman and is like I guess I'm open to sleeping with Alec Baldwin a lot. Oh, yeah. And then becoming pregnant with Alec Baldwin's baby. And it almost does that. But it doesn't, whether it's that maybe, again, maybe, maybe 1992 wasn't ready for that movie. But that character was ready. And seemed then we like just it. Although I don't it. know, did they ever have sex? Do we think? Yeah, because I think, then he's oh, talking did. to Tucci, oh, yeah. and he's just like, yeah. "Why doesn't she want to?" Yeah. That's true. That's true. And you have to imagine that they had a lot of sex in Jamaica. I mean, look, I would assume so. It's their honeymoon. Yeah, they're I mean, at the plantation house. What could be sex? And by the way, why, if you switch bodies with a young woman, would your first instinct be? put a baby inside of me. Like, why yeah. would you be like, like, I'm so free. I my life is, everything is great. And she's like, now please knock me right. up. Like, please. Give me- or let me go play canasta with the other old people. Oh here my God. I, guess, house. I just want to like go to one thing that you were saying, like what question is this movie asking that anyone wants the answer to? Like, it's cause it's not like, I, I, most body switching movies is like, oh, wouldn't it be great to be like, my dad's so uptight, I don't get him, now I have to have his job, or, you know, or... What lesson needs well, to be learned? Well, usually they're about lessons learned about two people yes. who are already in proximity Well, I think that there was supposed to be more tension, yeah. I think there's supposed to be more tension in the fact that he is portrayed kind of as a conservative guy. Like, I think he's supposed to be really okay. straight-laced, and she's supposed to be this wild, free socialist. And that there's supposed to be some sort of, like... I you know, like she's put that's where the tension is for the for those two characters yeah. but I don't know what happens once they switch but by the way it's, it's, it's very loose on that because because yes. he's in the beginning we see him alright so he's not totally comfortable at the party but then he dances and goes after her and he's so Alec happy Alec Baldwin dancing in this movie in the first scene Oof. needs to be a meme immediately yes, yes. get that going please someone do I that I thought his dancing was so bad that it was gonna be a joke between no. them yeah, but like, she's were, like I'm interested yes yeah she's like no this guy's she's like hot. this guy knows how to move yeah. and then, this is peak white people and dancing and then she's at a party like, clearly interested in him yes. and he's like 
okay, I'm good. I'm going to ghost See on later. this party and then look up at her and he's just like, I'm playing this to perfection. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I got to go. I've got voiceover to do outside. Oh. <laughs> I, I want to play a bit of his voiceover, which is, this is one of my most disturbing pieces of voiceover. Here we go. When you're first getting to know someone and in that blissful, psychotic first flush of love, it seems like every aspect of their personality their whole demeanor, the simple lovely twist of their earlobes, and their marvelous phone voice, and their soft, dark, wet, whatever, mm. is somehow imbued with an extra push of color. I mean- So, so here's a question. What? Is this meant to be open-minded, or does he not know? Does he fully not know anatomy? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. That's cool, too. No, I think it's it's just supposed to be so cool and so smart. It's supposed so to be hip. slightly, like, more, like, masculine Woody Allen. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like, exactly what yeah. it is. But, it, but again, I just don't know, what, like, at the end of the day, like, I, I think the idea is... I mean, it's hard. It's hard to be like, because I think there's a there's a story, there's a version of the story is like, couldn't you fall in love with, like, if you just were in love with her for her looks? Because he's like, I love your hair, I love your feet. And then if you become this old man, can you still be in love with that yes. woman? That's a good, that's sure. a really interesting, shallow howl, obviously kind of gravitated towards that concept. But, uh, but no, but the idea of like, can you fall in love versus, you know, looks and, but that's not what they're going well, for. Well, so like they're the, the quote unquote best scene in this movie to me, and it's got to be seen in the context of this ridiculous movie that's around it, but it is when he, he comes home and she's basically body snatched from the journal. Yes. And she's like, I made you a drink. Yes. I made you the dinner Stretches. you like. Here's, yeah, yes. all this stuff. And is like basically mimicking the the the, the Meg Ryan character. It's like an invasion of the body snatchers yeah, type Yeah, I thought scenario. it was like, that. this is creepy and yep. cool. I and, love that. And he starts crying and he's just like, you, you are pretending to be her, but you are not her. But that, like, they lose that tension so fast because that's when they're like, we need to spirit her away to London. And 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 then they <laughs> also gone. do that other thing where, uh, I mean, it also is a condemnation uh, on her parents because how would it, like, her parents and her seem to have a great relationship. Yeah. Like, they have hands, yeah. you know, they're drinking morning beers, they know how to, they have special cheers and toasts, and they don't notice any difference. Sure. Yeah. And and by the way, she also, and this is very playwrighty, she hasn't slept since she's been 14, and there's- it's not an exaggeration. She has literally never slept since she's been 14. Like, I mean, which is like. I mean, the, she should look worse than Tucci. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I yeah. mean, that's another kind of crazy element. That's the first way that he kind of realizes something's up is that she's sleeping. But that's the thing is they have no discernible problems whatsoever mm -mm. that the body swap needs to highlight and course correct, right? Yeah. They don't need anything. Yeah. This thing just, this catastrophe just happens to them. And Baldwin has to then become like an amateur detective to try and figure it out. Oh, when and they he figures it out pretty quick yeah. and is totally cool by being like, my wife's been body, my wife's been soul swapped. I don't know with who. And then starts accusing her. Like, I loved that in the sense that I was like, yes, make this now a movie about him losing his mind. Yeah. Okay, if that's what this and movie is. And her gaslighting him, yeah. Yes, great. I'm on board for that. But no, she just disappears. Well, here's another better version of the movie. What if it was like this idea, like it's through his mind, like she has changed when he got married, but no, he just looks at her differently now. Right. Like, you know, or, or make yeah. a, if you're going to make it about that character and they do try to 
pack in some aspect of uh, tragedy. Like he, his, you know, he has no relationship with family. Right. He lived with grandparents. This idea that he had no stable figures with whom to love or to trust, and then the person he falls in love with suddenly becomes someone else. That's an interesting psychological exploration yeah. of yes. a dude. But this isn't that either. No. This no, is like just, let's bring the old man back to his old house. He's going to escape out the window. We'll hear a cat. Go meow. He's got, my favorite. He's got <laughs> stage four lung cancer oh, and just gets and cirrhosis. Red. And cirrhosis. He's it's so dying. They, there's. I feel weird piling on the movie because it doesn't have ill intentions. No, it just is this product of this era that was peak peak white guy being like, well, I'm wondering if that's interesting. And everyone on Broadway no, being like, you can kind of watch it. Yeah. And, you be like, and in the harsh light of Hollywood, they're like, nope, not because actually. Because if yeah. anything. This movie should be about Meg Ryan. Yes. She has by far the more interesting arc in this movie. (laughs) On her wedding day, she is forced into the body of an old man and has to walk away from her own wedding into his Sad life, which we never see her in. No, right? not a, never not for a moment. Why wouldn't they? She's ever like, do I was that? just waiting. Yes, in suburbia what somewhere. What was she doing? By the way, for what, him to figure it for out for two weeks. And and by the way, what was that moment when you first see Meg Ryan in Jamaica and she's looking in the mirror and then she look, looks. She, she looks at her body. Looks yeah, at her body. One of those. Yeah, and then yeah, and then she's like, then she goes out shopping. I think she's supposed to buy old woman clothes. Okay, because that kind of looked like, I guess, now fat. I was like, okay. That's fashionable now, but I think yes. in the movie it's supposed to be like, <laughs> like you're she- dressing like Rue McClanahan. Okay, yes. got it. Okay. And Baldwin's just like, you're so daffy. <laughs> yeah. This is weird. Like, what? Yeah, because she goes shopping. And then Baldwin is like, I'm trying to go on a bender. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's like, it's two o'clock. It's Long Island iced tea o'clock. <laughs> let's by the get way, the fact that the that's one his drink, drink. Yeah. everyone knows what's in that drink because everything's in that drink. <laughs> yes. That is as easy to decipher as a gin and tonic, which is just gin It's and an tonic. all-inclusive resort in Jamaica. And they are like, yeah, I don't know that one. And and but I do love that. Like, this is again making me think the 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 screenwriter has this a weird relationship with liquor. It's Molson's and Long Island iced teas. Yeah. No yeah. in between. And then when he's really upset, double vodka on the rocks. Yeah, that's right. He's jumping all over <laughs> the place. Right. Oh. I I I don't know how you guys like to play it. You know, yeah. as, as we alluded to earlier, fast and it's loose, a, baby. <laughs> it's a sensitive time. Cancel culture and all that. Yeah, of course, we're on the eve of the Iowa caucuses here. Do you want to spend 50 minutes talking about the poolside Long Island iced tea scene? Oh, I mean. Should we talk about Plantation Yes, House? I mean. Oh, yeah. Is well, the yeah. world ready? Well, oh, let's, I mean, get, let's first talk about the top boy scene where it's just like a long tracking shot through downtown. Yeah, <laughs> oh, right. And they For punch no, each other's hands. Which is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Where they're just, just like terrified of black people. Yeah. I was like, what is this? I wrote down like, what <laughs> is this sequence? Yeah. Because at this point you don't, I mean, I didn't get that they swapped bodies. I, like, I didn't fully put it all together it, yet. What? The one thing. <laughs> Moment. What? Wait a minute. You didn't put it together? I didn't put it together. Did I miss it when they kissed? Of kiss? course. The they, w- they kiss and then they cut to a point of view shot of Meg Ryan in the old man's body looking up at her parents. And the calling wind, him honey. Yeah. The wind oh, rustled. And yeah, for those right. not watching at home, Jason just did a universal director of photography sign yeah. yes. to indicate with two fingers where the camera was <laughs> yes. pointed. Sorry. Who's, you know what I, oh, who's I'm changed? in the biz, baby. Who's changed? I'm in this biz. I, I thought that when she like, was hanging out the window going like, I love you all. I was like, oh, maybe I just misinterpreted it. Because that movie does have weird POV shots. Like when yeah. Alec Baldwin's coming to visit the parents, oh, yeah. all of a sudden the camera's in his POV. Yes. And like, but for no Why reason. Why did they do they, that? They talk and they're like, chips? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and it's really in like in those moments, the person is the actor is forced to look down the lens. Yeah, yeah. which is a really weird. Take. The wildest thing about the Kingston sequence is that like the I, Kingston sequence. I, that's like, what we refer to it in uh, at UCLA. It's, uh, <laughs> they added that. Like, there's oh, no way right. that could have been in the play. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah totally. So he was yeah. like, hmm, what am I gonna? 
How do I flesh what's this the, out? What's, what's, Hollywood what's cinematic? What am yeah. I going to do with this? And he's just like, I know. We need to get into the the sort of corruption of of resort and culture. Remember, I mean, she's we, a socialist, so she'll have a lot to say. And, about right. and by the way, this is I mean, here, we'll just let their own words do the talking. Doesn't it ever bother you sometimes though? The black white thing? I mean, it's so obviously a class issue here. You'd think they'd all just rise up and kill us all bullside. Why is that? <laughs> Because we have the money and they don't. You want to give them your money? Go ahead. Oh, good attitude. <laughs> this Look, is the I'm movie. just making conversation here, Rita. You're the commie in the woodpile, not me. Um, I mean, this is wow. what? But here's another thing: the pragmatism of age. Yeah. <laughs> but this is what I don't understand about this character, because that felt not like the character that we had met. Even before, before the body this. swap, right? Right. So it's like because oh. she's like you're a socialist. She's like like I'm whatever. Like I went to some meetings or whatever. You know, it's not like also presumably she was involved in the booking of their vacation, which I repeat was at the plantation house. Yes. <laughs> so she signed off on this charade early on. Right. Hey, it, it's a very bizarre scene because he also says some things about. I mean, this whole we'll break this down, but it's like they label each other, but we're only. Only through their labels do we know that that's how they are because we are not seeing it. At, like at one point, it's like, Rita, Rita's afraid of life. We're like, is she? <laughs> I never saw that. Oh, she's right. jumping up and feeling free. Like, she doesn't seem afraid. She's up of, all night she's dancing. dancing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so like, yeah, when you see that's this. That's that whole sequence also where it, at, at the resort where he's like, I've decided I'm going to pay for you to become a graphic designer. Yeah. You can quit your bartending yeah. job. And first of all, it's like, it's kind of awesome to date a bartender. Like that, like that's free yeah. Molson whenever you want it. Oh, I mean, like, <laughs> but imagine. she's got it Molson at home. Too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Why, why pay for it if you got it at but home? You know, the, you know where right? that home Molson's coming from? The bar. <laughs> she's squirreling away some Molson. She's, yeah. yeah. Her and that bartender. Yeah. I love that. Tom. Bar- Tom. Tom. Now, the best. Yeah. The most, you, you mentioned Chandler Bing earlier. Sure. The most 1992 aspect of the film. Because they do a slow pan of the wedding and he's like one of the last. And he's still dressed like he's in trouble. Yeah. And you're like, okay, Tom's their best friend. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And it's so. They have no friends. That's another thing. It's Tucci and Tom. That's it. By the way, that actor is right now on NCIS until still to this day. I think uh, he was like on Chicago Hope, right? Is that Rocky Martin? Is that uh, his name? Yes. His name is, uh, yeah, Rocky Carroll. Rocky Carroll. Yeah. Yeah, NCIS, NCIS Los Angeles, NCIS New Orleans. He's out there. Yeah. Oh, you got to get, you got to, you got to rack them all up. Once you're in the NCIS averse, you got (laughs) to. And you're right, Chicago Hope. Chicago Hope. I remember him on Chicago Hope. But you're a big Hope head? I was a Lottie completist back then. Yeah. You know? But also, but by the way, what he said, Christine Lottie, <laughs> dude, you know who's in that hey, show? If you're married to Tommy Shlami, I'm gonna watch <laughs> yeah. you work, yeah. baby. <laughs> I mean, the other thing of <laughs> Tommy Shlami, oh, listen, she's got Shlami's ear, yeah. So I'm like checking in on what Christine Lottie's up to. So I'm, I'm listen, it's a master class. I've watched a lot of Lottie, yeah. <laughs> I, I just feel like this is, I mean, I feel Are like. Shlami and Lottie coming? <laughs> Shlami's coming. Lottie's not. I mean, it's like, by the way, this movie. Cast, Shlami plus one. Yeah. The, the leads are Peter and Rita. And yeah. They hang a lantern on it, as Jason and I say in the biz. Absolutely. They're like, that's impossible to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not going to change it. Yeah. That's like such a part of it, though. Oh, they leaned into it. Yeah. They kept leaning into it. Oh, uh, I mean, that Deborah covered, Monk uh, as that fr- as that aunt. <laughs> I mean, I just think that the idea of dropping in that Jamaica scene and that whole like it does feel like another detour that 
just makes the movie more convoluted L- for longer more, yes longer <laughs> and it's like and and you're not and it's like oh are we making a point about that because it doesn't seem like again it just doesn't seem like it's not like you already have two characters that are kind of different a businessman and a bartender creative yeah. whatever then you go now the businessman has an older man, but the older man is not even the older man anymore because the older man is a psych to be younger. So you don't even have that dynamic. So it's, but the, the younger Me? older man is kind of like the younger Meg Ryan. Yes. And then you never see Meg Ryan. So what am I watching? Yeah, I don't nobody know what stands, I'm watching. Nobody stands for anything. Yeah. Nobody has a passion be- or a point it, of view. It unwinds so easily. They don't even have to kiss. All they have to do is want it. Yeah. And yeah. apparently at this point in the movie, and I don't have the time code for yeah. it, but I'll at this moment, you. it's revealed that this happened because Meg Ryan also wanted to be an yes. old man about to die, which was not present in Meg I, Ryan. By of the way, the movie I didn't we understand were, is that based that on her? Is that based on like I don't want to bring kids into this world? Thing? I guess. But you got to no, say. That's, I think that's you gotta, what she says in in that she says in that second at the wedding. I wished that I was, was him. Was this right. movie enjoying life because he was licking his fingers and I everything? Think I, was I, this he was movie crushing not, that chicken wing? Was man. this movie? Yeah. Maybe the movie was not sponsored by big beer distributor. Maybe the movie was sponsored by Big Kid, like the kid industry. <laughs> sure. Because this movie is low-key, like, a lot of pressure on people who are childless and proud. Sure. You know yeah. What I mean? Like, sure. this is not having it. Oh, they, yeah. want, they want that that fertile Baldwin seed inside anyone. <laughs> this movie's <laughs> whole point, so movie's whole point is we got to breed. Yeah. We got to breed. We need more We got to breed these Baldwins. Which, and finally we've caught up to it because he's got 11 kids now. <laughs> Reality has borne out the message of this film. I, I mean, think that this movie, it's a good movie if one of two people direct it. No offense to Rene Clement. No, sure. Uh, it's either a Rob Reiner movie that's sure. like super sweet mm-hmm. and straight down the middle and they're married 22 minutes in. And Bates has a much bigger role. Got a lot more Bates. And you just like get to the body switch really fast. Or it's David Cronenberg. And body it's just horror. like body horror. <laughs> like my skin is and falling for like, off. For like the second half of the second act, yeah. it's a lot of sex scenes between Baldwin well, and the old man. Of, if that was <laughs> it's, the case, Cronenberg's oh, crash. It would have to be Jennifer Jason Leigh playing the Meg Ryan part. Uh, Guys, yes. yeah, if it was Cronenberg, the Molson would make more sense. Yes. There it is. There, yeah. it, By it, the way, do we know that this may be a Cronenberg <laughs> pen directing name? <laughs> this is his Alan Smithy? This is his. That's right. I, I guess pseudonymous. I'm also now thinking, wouldn't it movie ultimately be better about a couple that isn't getting along, like a couple almost yes. on the verge yeah. of but go through divorce the wedding yeah. anyway? Yeah, yeah. or yeah, or, or you just together. do it later. Just do it later. Like there are a couple who've been together for you know x so, amount of years. So then it's at line at Pret a Manger, the guy waiting for his egg salad is like, "I'm so sorry, but could I kiss you?" <laughs> or yeah, if their thing is miserable, right? Their thing has 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 gotten toxic in yeah. the planning of the wedding but they're going to go through with it anyway and he represents like the happy married old man who lost his wife and it is like it is aspirational like everybody needs to learn a little from each other or something yeah. but no it's not there's nobody's got problems so the body switch doesn't need to solve right. anything and they don't have any friends because the only two people there are Tucci who's just blowing rails and Rocky Carroll who's like I fixed this girl's like refrigerator I don't have no idea why I'm here yeah. I'm the, the ice, ice machine guy ice machine work His face and that's it like, there's no other this. friends there there's nobody there to corroborate or like counter like oh yeah he was none really of it matters yeah. no, we, no. we, we don't even see Kathy Bates worried about about her father. No. Yeah. We don't see her. Let's no. Listen to this this monologue at the end, because I feel like this monologue is the thing that gets a standing ovation in the play. Like, here it is, like, uh... I don't know how it happened. I don't know what I did. I'll kill you. I swear to God I will. <laughs> how the 
hell did you do this? By the way, at this point, he is holding a knife at her throat. So when he's the holding so fake. a butcher <laughs> it's so knife. Fake. It's like plastic. Yeah. It's like it's the like blade wobbly. is an an inch thick. It's very clearly Also, wooden. it's it's super weird that the mom's like, I'm just going to step outside. Yeah. And the mom gives him a big thumbs up like she's being coy, but it's right in yeah. front of her. Uh, so here's this monologue. I think this, mo- this dueling monologue made me laugh so hard. If I could just get inside. Get inside. I'll kiss the bride. I'll be the bride. My whole life would be behind me. My whole life would be ahead of me again. Look at her, the soft arms, the white teeth. That smell. That sweet smell in her breath. A man. Not like something rotting coming up from your insides, but soft. Like a father. Like a baby and white. An old man with nothing, nothing Nothing to lose. All All you've you've got to do is is want want it. Bad enough. The score was written by the great Howard Shore. Really? Oh. won Oscars for oh, Lord Jesus, of the Fucking Rings. That's so crazy. There's so little of it helping you through this movie, unless it's during Baldwin's, like, not quite noir voiceover. Yeah. The thing is, Howard Shore was holed up in a studio writing these, like, like Giorgio Moroder disco epics <laughs> to score the Stanley Tucci movie. Oh, man. It was cut out of this movie. I wish. Um, I would love that. I would love to right now make that movie. Oh, so good. This is amazing. <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I am in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough, but Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I love traveling. I love traveling with my family. And one of the best things about traveling with my family is finding a perfect house. You know, one of those places where you feel like you are at home. And I did find that, actually, when I was on my last trip. That's right, the whole family and I went to upstate New York and we had an amazing time. Now, I'm going to tell you, the entire time we were away, and it was about 10 days, we could have been hosting our place on Airbnb. You know, It's a great way to make a couple extra bucks, and it's easy to host with Airbnb. Because when you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Every memorable gift starts with a story, right? And Jefferson's Ocean Bourbon and Rye Whiskies are aged at sea, where they are transformed by the unpredictable and unrelenting elements. You'll taste the journey in every sip darkened by the pounding waves, kissed by the ocean air, caramelized by the equatorial heat. Give the gift of adventure. Give Jefferson's Ocean Bourbon and Jefferson's Ocean Bourbon Rye. Please sip responsibly. Copyright 2023. Jefferson's Bourbon Company. Crestwood, Kentucky. Obviously, we had opinions about this movie. There are people out there with a different opinion. It's now time for second opinions. 
That was John Lejoie, and these are five-star reviews. All of these are cold from Amazon.com, and there are um, a surprising amount of Amazon reviews for this film. Um, there are 50 total reviews, and um, let's see, about 62% are five-stars, and uh, let's let's wow. get into it. Really? Um, this- yeah. This is from um, A.H. Loeb. And it was written in 2014, and uh, they write, I was an extra in it. It's really (laughs) enjoyable. Five stars. (laughs) Okay. Um, uh, This is a a kind of a recurring thing that we see a lot. Um, This is from Jillian Knapp. Uh, He goes, I have shared this movie with quite a few people, and no one gets it. As soon as I find a woman who understands the beauty of love between Peter and Rita, I will marry her. I have never heard anyone sing Every Time We Say Goodbye better than Annie Lennox. (laughs) And Deborah Harry's voice on the rest of the soundtrack is so comforting. Not many people know this, but this is my favorite movie. Five stars. (laughs) All of Amazon.com knows this. (laughs) Can we follow up? Did he ever find love? We got to see. I mean, that was in 2000. So this is, is, we got some, (laughs) 20 years later, we got to find out. An embittered bachelor checks in. (laughs) Jillian Knapp, let's find out. Um, S. Malone writes, uh, I like this movie. A valuable message wrapped in a good storyline. And hey, Meg Ryan and Alec Baldwin, nice. <laughs> However, I nice. wish. <laughs> I like that little accent, you know, yeah. that little juice you put on it. <laughs> However, I wish the guy she melded with had been cast differently. Don't know his name, good actor, but no spark. Five what? stars. Spark with who? Spark, yeah, what did you want? I guess Alec Baldwin? <laughs> And this is the one that was most disturbing to me from Paula Latham. My grandson loves this movie. What? Five okay. stars. Uh, okay. Wait, is she 150? Like how, <laughs> how old is her grandson? I, I, she, this is written in 2015. Her grandson, her grandson popping this in in 2015. <laughs> My grandson loves this movie and Angel Heart. <laughs> we can't stop watching both. But what, I mean, I guess to go back to my big question, like, what was the valuable message? There is no valuable message. On the back of this the video box, yeah. I'm sure it says something about, like, Peter needs to learn the value of, like, your soulmate. Or, like, there's something about, like, Peter finds the definition of true love. But he already well, was I know! Is his thing, because he has a line somewhere in the end, is his thing, like, you, he needs to be able to love her without having sex with her? Is that it to be able to love without physical, the sexual component? Because that was so potent in their falling in yeah, love well, story. That seems to be a major component because there is a section of that the movie Yada Yadas where they live together for a week playing board games. Yeah, yes. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, that's it. Just, um, and that's which is interesting, too, because think about it this way. <clears throat> His wife. <clears throat> Uh, disappears, yeah. her body. Right. Yeah. But she is still there. Right. Like, what a more horrifying movie it would be if he had neither. Sure. Yeah. If, she if just he was it. both, yeah. if she left for London, the old man disappeared, to truly have nothing would be, There's a you would be bereft. To- he can still go out with Tooch, though. <laughs> like, oh yeah, they just go out and do Chicago bars, just crush it. <laughs> yeah, just cr- <laughs> mammoth style, sexual perversity in Chicago <laughs> we style. We've also kind of skirted the fact that the the runner through the movie is this Dutch phrase. Yes, that yes. he has asked his 
girlfriend turned fiance turned wife to repeat back to him. It's some sort of um, yeah, like you know, it's Tinker Tailor. I was gonna say like some sort of exactly what Vincent I was gonna Van say. Go kind of like yeah. cosplay kind of thing, and yet he's never. Uh, defined what she's saying to him, and then at the end, it's revealed that what she's saying is like, "I'm going to eat you with my teeth." Yeah. Yes, like yeah, like wow, what what teeth you have? I think it's an excerpt have. from the uh, uh, Big Bad Wolf, yes, right? Yes, from uh, from, from Stephen Sondheim's Into the Woods, which was also on Broadway <laughs> yes, at the same time. Yes. This guy's at always a similar time. Yeah. By the way, it's a shout out to Steve with his show up the street, doing great. I, it's an Elaine Stritch shout out. The gang. So I want to do some experiment with you guys for a second. I'm gonna play a clip from the Tony presentation in 1990 of Prelude to the Kiss and also a scene from this movie. And it's the same scene, but you'll see how oddly nothing has changed. In the uh, play version, it's Timothy Hutton and Mary Louise Parker. Obviously, there's Alec Baldwin and Meg Ryan. So why can't you sleep? I want to solve this. I wasn't exaggerating. It's been since I was 14. Have you seen doctors? I've seen all the doctors. Every known persuasion, not ingesting countless pills, liquids. I've seen an acupuncturist. You did? What did it feel like? Little needles in your back. It hurt? Sometimes. So why can't you sleep? I want to solve this. I really wasn't exaggerating. Been since I was 14. Have you seen doctors? I've seen all the doctors. Uh huh. Of every known right. persuasion. I've ingested countless. <laughs> they drink a Molson. So, they are having Molsons. I've seen an acupuncturist. You did? What did it feel like? Little needles in your back. It hurts. So this is so crushing that, on. That's the kind yeah. of joke that is a medium Wait, that's joke. That's Tim Hutton. Yeah, Tim Hutton. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's Tim Hutton. Yeah, no, yeah. He replaced Alec Baldwin in the stage. For, but but it's, that, that's the medium yes. joke that slays. Oh, yeah. Right. Like for the Matt Saturday matinee. Oh, yeah. What does it and, feel like? Little needles in my back. And yeah. it's also, yeah, okay. acu- acupuncture right. was so. Like, so weird. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, there, There's an acupuncture. There's a, like a Chinese medicine scene in Alice in that's the Woody right. Allen movie yeah. Alice that is similarly like, can you believe what we're doing? It's yeah. like when people were eating sushi for the first time. Alec Baldwin is a normal guy like a trench coat on his back a molson in his hand and no needles here America, this exists in a world to you. in which all of our clothes are giant <laughs> and all of our beer is we Canadian. all look like david Byrne and stop making sense <laughs> yeah. um, um just to just to re- return uh only because i hate outstanding things paul dooley is the dad in 16 candles 16 oh, candles yes right to me, the current iteration of Paul Dooley is yeah. Kevin Dunn. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, terrific. Um, yeah. I don't know how much money uh, the budget of this film was. Uh, There's no info on that. The opening weekend was $5.2 million and it made $20 million. Wow. What is, can you run the – what is $20 million in 2020 money? If you adjust that for inflation, that is about – and you know what? I'm sure we can get math nerds in here, but that's about like $40 million. It's a big – it's a big grossing movie. Uh, it was in the top 50 of the movies released that year, which is not like... To not, be fair, there were 50 movies right. released that year. Yeah. <laughs> Ladybugs is 82. Yeah, but it, it, I mean, that's, that's a successful... That's money. That movie made yeah. its money back. Wait, what was the budget? Sorry. Uh, $20 million. Dollars. No, that's, no, that's the, that's the oh, sorry, profit. Go, sorry. Because... Oh, do we no, know the budget? No, no budget. We know there was no budget. It, was uh, it, free. Just, says, it just says no. <laughs> there's no budget there's because it cost bu- nothing. If the budget yeah. was twenty million dollars, there was grift. Yeah, <laughs> there was no budget. Molson underwrote the yeah. whole movie. Molson presents Craig Lucas's 
prelude to a kiss. <laughs> oh, they, uh, the, by the way, I love that scene from the Tonys too, where they're just doing scenes yeah. from plays. I know, yes. just straight up dramatic scenes on the Tonys. Can you imagine tuning into an award show and watching a three minute dramatic scene? I would. I hope that they used to like rotate those like on a Lazy Susan or something. So it'd be like Tim Hutton's like, wait, wait, I'm not done my scene. <laughs> Please also, go like, find it. It's on there. You, it's worth watching. It's a great. It, yeah, just fun. It, to it see. really captures the rhythm. That once you put on camera, it just fails spectacularly. Yes. Yeah. It's like watching two polite people play a slow game of paddle ball. You need, it's yeah. Just hit it back, hit you it back. You need someone to kind of help transition it to something else. I think that that's, a, yeah. like, I think that that's not a bad thing. And it was right there. You need Tooch blowing a fat rail. Yeah. <laughs> it needs conflict. Yeah, of any kind, an antagonist. And by the way, it's anything. not short. It's like a, an hour and forty-five. Yeah, it way, feels we, long. By yeah. the way, we're describing this podcast right now. <laughs> the the hope well, for conflict. Yes. Oh yeah, <laughs> two of us did not emerge <laughs> yet. Well, how but, dare you, you asshole? There. Um, besides uh, your amazing podcast to watch, and all the podcasts uh, that you do. Uh, Let's uh, let's talk about uh, Briar Patch first. It's coming out uh, February sixth, so it'll be out by the time this podcast is out. Uh, you'll be well, so history will have rendered its verdict. The the, <laughs> the, the, pat, the patch heads are already yeah. blowing up the fucking Twitterverse. They're on. They're all over social. The patchies. <laughs> are they tell up us, in your feed? Yeah, there we are. We have a lot of patchies on our yeah. Great. Um, but tell us a little bit about it. Let's let's, let's have a, the, I mean, this looks great. Everything this is Andy's seen. show that he's created for USA? Yeah. The USA Network, yeah. Based yeah. on a book by an author. Yeah, we're not going to mention authors Produced on by Sam Esmail yeah. of Senior Robot fame. Yeah. That's that's how it's broadcast in parts of the world. Uh, yeah, this is a, a kind of fun, surreal murder mystery show. Ten episodes. Closed-ended. I know, I know, really? I know oh, Jason look, hates, I hates hate. it when shows ask questions they don't answer. Right. I don't like it. I want it. I want Close it ended in the up. sense that, I mean, we can come back to this world. We, yeah. we, we can't come back to this world. Um, well, never say never but okay. about anything. But uh, this is the, the mystery that the show is about, which is about uh, Rosario Dawson's character returning mm-hmm. to this small, existentially corrupt Texas town to investigate the murder of her sister. We will solve this murder in the season. And that's exciting. And we to tell a different story if we get to do another year of it. Um, and then it turns out that it takes place on one of the planets that explodes in Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Oh, so, uh, guys. tough look. <laughs> tough beat for, for Rosario. She's like, I solved it. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> well, but this yeah. is interesting. She's like, fuck, are we on Coruscant? <laughs> God damn it. But talking about like uh, adapting, I mean, you're in this world too where you're adapting, you know, yeah. a novel. Like, And I mean, how is that to just, you know, what did you, how did you kind of uh, approach that? Hey, guys, you can see my bracelet, WWCLD. <laughs> it's what wouldn't Craig Lucas do? <laughs> um, no, uh, it, it is actually a question that I was thinking about even when talking about this movie because I think that it, for me it was important. The book is by Ross Thomas. You burnt, Jason. <laughs> by the way, my you guys writer. talked about Ross Thomas on The Watch, which made me go get a Ross Thomas yes. book. And I, oh, really I bought like one. It. I yeah. bought a Ross Thomas I, book. I was out Haven't there being it. like, someone adapt this. Then, okay. Joe Boo, I'll do it myself. <laughs> um, and uh, my, my attitude was like, I love these books. These are my favorite books and they will continue to exist. And so if you're going to adapt something, it's better rather than sort of slavishly adapt the thing which already exists, find the thing in it that you love and try to chase it your own way. And obviously we had a great spine for this mystery story, great characters, great tone, great world. But the book was written in 1984. It was about a man named 
Benjamin Dill returning to his hometown. Uh, Rosario Dawson plays Allegra Dill. The show's set in the present. So it, for me, it was more about doing justice to it and paying tribute to it, but using it as an opportunity to tell a different kind and of story. And what episode does the body swapping happen? <laughs> Six, seven? Well, the thing is, you're going to love this, Paul, because I know you're a little – it takes you some time to yeah. realize it's happened. <laughs> There are kisses throughout the first five episodes. I won't tell you oh, which so there's one a lot of swapping. The Juicy. swap. And sometimes it swaps back before we've even This revealed. is what I want. But, but the this actors is what knew. I want. Yeah. yeah, I was in their heads the whole time. This being if like, you to- guess what? You're Brian Garrity now. <laughs> <laughs> You're Jay Ferguson. Deal with it. Ed Asner didn't take well to it, but he rolled with it. When he and Alan Cumming kissed, that's, you know, that's yeah. the day everyone wanted to be on set. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, that, by the way, if you told me that's what was happening yeah. in Twin Peaks, I would believe you. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> it's constant oh. body swapping. <laughs> yeah, sure. And Chris, uh, not only do you host The Watch, uh, but you also host, uh, or you're a part of The Rewatchables and uh, The Ringer NBA Show, which yeah. I'm a big fan of. Thank you. Uh, it's so, I mean, my question to you is, how do you do it? People always say to me, how do you bounce so many things? And not only do you come on. How do you watch so much? You watch you so much. You are consuming more content asleep. than anyone I know. <laughs> and and you can speak passionately and, and uh, authoritatively about it all. I am. Uh, I only watch one episode of anything. So I've, okay. you know, I'll, I'll talk for, about Narcos, but I've only ever seen about 20 minutes of it. <laughs> you got uh, it. No, I don't have kids. It right. Really, I mean, I just, guess that, yeah. Just I don't a, either. Amazing I don't even out. have a wife. <laughs> You've got a wife. Yeah. But you're out there watching every episode of uh, of. Of everything, it d- it does seem the, that way. Not I'm just pretty, the outside, I try not to just be the targeted. good stuff. Yeah. yeah, but taboo, not taboo. What Dude, was it? Taboo's called? good as shit. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even know <laughs> taboo. But, but here's the thing about Chris the terror. Generous about it that today the podcast for people who listen to the watch has become Chris gently putting up with me as I admit to not watching anything. And we are ostensibly a pop culture podcast. We're talking today about The Outsider, a show that we both love that I am watching and I'm caught up on. And he just casually references Mrs. Fletcher. Yeah. I'm like, motherfucker, <laughs> you know I haven't watched You that. know I had to watch the Fletch, though? Come on. <laughs> you gotta, oh, it's anything Catherine Hahn, you got to get, you like, gotta you get, gotta get your Fletch in. <laughs> um, but it's so. Uh, the it's, Watch is one of my favorite podcasts, period. It's so Thank good. You. From you when are, it was called Hollywood Playbook back in the day. You guys were prospectus. Oh, pr- prospectus, sorry. Classic Hollywood bullshit. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Garg. You guys were both guests. On yes. The yes. Wonderful yeah. guests. Welcome back anytime. It's uh, it's such a fun show. It's a, it's a fun show for, uh, I, I, I just think, if you're like, I always feel like what I love about it is, it's the immediate book club that I want to have on Monday morning. Like I'm like, okay, books. Like yeah. you know, like, it's like, I, I, like <laughs> but yes. But no, it's so fulfilling because it's like, yeah, I want to talk about what happened on Barry last night. Like I want to. I think no, that's when we hear. have the most fun. Yeah, is when we have like a Sunday night show or something like that where we're like really excited to talk about it episode by episode. Or like when you guys got into Thrones, or when you guys yeah. got yeah. into when you guys get obsessed with a show, it's exciting to tune in. S five Homeland. <sighs> oh yeah. But, but that is the most. I mean, <laughs> even part, if I don't watch that yeah. show, but no, even I, if I don't watch. Homeland, I will still listen to you guys talk about it. Well, that's very nice. But that's also one of the reasons why I think we'd like to do the show because our favorite thing about TV in the first part of the last decade was that suddenly we could all talk about it together Mm -hmm. and it felt like we were all watching the same shows. That's increasingly less... Uh, the case. Sure. But every so often we can find something that we can get excited about and that enthusiasm hopefully is contagious. And I will say, Chris, I really enjoyed 
the rewatchables. Listening to yes. you talk stuff and crack up Quentin Tarantino was rewatchables was so next fun. Level unstoppable. Are- the unstoppable <laughs> episode of rewatchables. Chris Ryan is crushing Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> it's it, amazing. It's so fun. So Quentin Tarantino sits in for three episodes. Yeah. He picked the three. You guys are. It's it's great. It's so much fun. And they're weird. Not the ones that I would. I mean, no. Unstoppable is one of Quentin Tarantino's favorite films of the decade. Yes. Yeah. And by the way, this is the same man who says favorite film of this year is Crawl. I believe it's uh, among them. Yeah. Among them. Yeah. yeah. Which is great. Uh, it's so definitely check out the rewatchables. And then this is what's super weird about podcasts because both of us are big fans of you guys predating this podcast. Yes. Chris and I were. At an eight, you know, we're industry guys, so we were an HBO party. Oh yeah, and we yeah, saw yeah, Jason yeah. a few years ago. We were conspiring, like, of all the people here who we are fans of, I feel like we could talk to that guy. <laughs> and you came over to us, and so to yeah. discover that we are all listening to each other is is pretty nice. I love it. But then when Quentin Tarantino is listening to these guys, that's I mean, that's it's that's, pretty that's, wild. That's next level. Right? It's crazy. Oh my god. And it's I will nuts. and I will just say one thing about the uh, the Ringer NBA podcast, which I love, is the length. Yeah. I think it's the right length. I feel like I listen to so many podcasts that I mean, well, I'm sure Here you're gonna look are. at I think you're gonna look at the time on this one. But it's so it's so great. It's like I feel like I get my my basketball stuff and I'm ready to go. That's I'm, my like I, I feel like I have a quarterback brain where I can feel the footsteps coming and at about forty, I'm like, let's hit a okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys good. know who listens to the watch? We just found this out, is playwright Craig Lucas. <laughs> Huge fan. Huge fan. He loves all the bits. Oh, it's the Hollywood oh, fixer, the Mando voice yeah. does. It's the only reason he's hanging on it's just episodes of the live By the way, you guys Craig get a Lucas. lot of playwrights yeah who love your show and uh, authors yes uh jason you want to plug anything uh nothing really i got nothing to plug except <laughs> i'm gonna say the new destroyer record is phenomenal francis quillen from hop along has That's a new record. record unreal record oh, likewise she's so phenomenal See, most wanna, exciting voice in rock and roll i want to just get you to make spotify playlists that i can subscribe to because i feel like that like that I'll would be a social media i'll send media. you one right now oh i would love that i would be on that 100 dunzo you know what i don't even know what I want to plug right now, but if you've not caught up on The Good Place, definitely check that out. What a wonderful end to a great, great series. Make sure that you tune in next week to our mini episode uh, where we will be tackling all your questions about Prelude to a Kiss. You can give us a call at 619-P-A-U-L-A-S-K. That's 619-PAUL-ASK. You can ask me questions about your life, your love, anything at all. We've been playing around with these mini episodes and they've been so much fun. So give us a call next week. We'll talk about Prelude to a Kiss. We'll talk about your personal problems and we'll deal with them. I want to give uh, a shout out to our engineer, Devin, in the booth. I want to give a shout out to our producer, Cody. Also, our producer who helps find every one of these movies and that is Avril Halley. You can follow her at Movie Bitches on YouTube. YouTube and on uh, Twitter, but she found this gem and she is just amazing. Also for research, Nate Kylie doing the Lord's work, finding that uh, amazing clip from the Tonys. And finally, July Diaz, who uh, like me, sits through all these episodes and sifts through and helps us cut them down and make them uh, very, very palatable, especially uh, in the live episodes when like nine people are singing. Uh, he does uh, some amazing work there. People, we will see you next week for a mini episode. Bye for now. Hulu has movies. We're here to tell you again, Hulu has movies that put you in the driver's seat, like Ferrari, starring Adam Driver. Hulu has movies that will terrify you, like The First Omen Plus, the entire Omen franchise. Hulu has movies that will inspire you, like Origin, directed by Ava DuVernay. Hulu has movies that will make you hold on tight, like Bullet Train with Brad Pitt. We've said it before, and we'll keep saying it. Hulu has movies. Treat dad to the good stuff at Nordstrom Rack and save big. 
Father's Day is Sunday, June 16th, and Nordstrom Rack's got gifts Dad will love, up to 60% off. Shirts, activewear, watches, cologne, denim, and more. Find amazing deals on Tommy Bahama, Cole Haan, Original Penguin, and Vince. Great brands, great prices. So get to your Nordstrom Rack store now and make Dad's Day with gifts up to 60% off.